Welcome to St. Mungo's Podcast for the Magically Deprived, where you can get your weekly Potter fix. We will be discussing the Harry Potter series chapter by chapter. If you've read the books previously or are just starting the series for the first time, we hope you enjoy this journey through Harry's adventures at Hogwarts and beyond. Please be aware that this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We may at times reference future events, people, or places. Also, there will be adult language and content. So if you have little ones listening, you may want to send them out of the room or listen at another time. Hey everyone, I'm Joe. I'm Megan. And I'm Serena. This week we will be discussing Chapter 6 of The Prisoner of Azkaban, Talons and Tea Leaves. But before we get into the chapter, let's head over to Serena in the Slytherin common room for some Quibbler controversy. So in this chapter, we have our first Care of Magical Creatures lesson. So our theory that we're discussing today is that Newt's commander filled in for Hagrid when he was away, and also that he was the one who gave Hagrid Aragog's egg. So Newt's commander is the author of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and he also stars in his own movie series, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay, you mean when Hagrid was away when he took over for him? Sorry. So he's away later in the book. Like in this book? I think so. Does he go he goes after um the stuff happens with Draco, he like goes away for a bit right oh no i saw a theory that he took over for him but anyways also the theory that newt's commander is the one who gave hagrid aragog okay the theory that he took over for hagrid is a no because it's that's professor grubbly plank who takes over for hagrid when he's away that's so, what i thought but yeah. i saw a theory that he like has filled in also that he's just like still around in the movie um when they pull up the marauders map you can see him on the map yeah that i did hear I do think he comes to visit Dumbledore and has like tea and chats with Dumbledore for sure. <laughs> because him and Dumbledore, I mean, as we see from Fantastic Beasts, they are friends. And I think Dumbledore pulls some strings for him and does favors for him. So the part about him teaching for Hagrid, no. The part about him giving Aragog to him, that I've heard as well. And I think that that is feasible for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why he's giving... Yeah. Or eggs to like children. But... Well, that was going to be my question. <laughs> yeah, actually, I wonder how old Newt would be in Harry Potter's time. I figure like he's in his maybe 20s in the Fantastic Beasts series. Yeah, Fantastic Beasts is in, in like the 1920s. And then Harry Potter's in the 1990s. So he's like 70 at least. Dumbledore <laughs> is what, like 100 and something? Yeah, oh, we know true. wizards live a long time. The reason that I, I think it is feasible that he gave Hagrid Aragog is he knows that Hagrid would take care of him. And he right. knows Hagrid is going to protect him and that Newt is all about the protection of the beasts. Same as Hagrid. They have mm -hmm. the same sort of mentality when it comes to beasts. Yeah. So I could see him doing that. And maybe he was hiding it for somebody else and he knew Hagrid would take care of it and it's pretty secluded at hogwarts well i feel like maybe a lot of the creatures that haggard has and that are hiding in the forbidden forest maybe came from newt came from newt that's always a possibility he knows that they can just hang out in the forest yeah like even the hippogriffs might have come from newt right oh uh, the hippogriffs i can't remember he's going to actually say something about it in this book but we're not there yet but i think it's absolutely feasible i don't know who he is but i mean sure 
gotta watch my passive geese. Yeah, well, Newt Scamander, you, in Harry Potter series, you just hear passively because he's just the author of one of their books. Oh, okay. And if you notice, actually, we'll mention it when we get into it. All the authors of the books have like their name has something to do with the topic they teach. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of their potions books. One of the author's name is Arsenius Jigger, something like that. I thought you were going to say Arsenio Hall. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if I have the first name right, but uh, Jigger is like one of those, I think it's like the um, those glass things that you use in science class. Oh, like a beaker? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like Newt Scamander, mm-hmm. like a, Newt he Scamander. does creatures and Newt, is it a reptile? And Scamander is like almost like salamander type thing. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway. <laughs> Oh no, that he was like he's just mentioned in Harry Potter, but oh yeah, yeah, and then he's, he's in the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, so then they did a the spinoff series based solely on him okay. and and the Beast. Okay, that makes sense. So he's a dude that also loves magical creatures, and he was like, Hagrid also loves magical creatures. Hey, buddy, you want this egg? And yeah, he's okay. all for the protection of magical creatures yeah. as well. And there is a theory that a lot of the information that he put into the book fantastic beasts and where to find them he put misinformation in it because he didn't want people to actually find them oh that's clever (laughs) i don't know if that's true because he knows some people want to get rid of them so he purposefully misled them so they can't find them that's funny i'm just wondering because i had the fantastic beasts and where to find them book it wasn't in the box that you gave me though because I'm wondering now. I'm trying to see if I have it here. I know I have your Beetle the Bard book actually here. I forgot to put it in your box. Because I know he he does like the classes of how dangerous they are as well. Yeah, they're on my shelf. That's why they weren't in your box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if we could find one that's like a lie. But I wouldn't I wouldn't know what's a lie about them, right? So <laughs> I don't think he does he specify like where they come from and stuff. Let me see. In the book, like I'm I don't remember. Yeah, I need to watch um, the other two movies as well. I just saw a meme online that was like from Fantastic Beasts and the guy's wearing like a three-piece nice gray suit. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I, w- I wonder when they decided that long wizard uh, cloaks were, were more professional than three-piece gray suits. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they would have done that in the movies. That's If anything, it would have been switched. But, yeah. but I'm trying to see here... Yeah, they're all on Crave, and all the Harry Potter movies are actually on Crave as well. Are they? Yeah. I got rid of almost all my subscriptions. Literally, me too. I was like, why am I paying this much for all these fucking subscriptions? I was yeah. like, I don't, need this, I don't need this, I don't need this. I canceled <laughs> all Literally, I'm like, I don't watch any of this. Yeah. The only one I kept was Disney+, Plus because I do watch Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, I like that, like, in the book, he has, like, his own little, he has the book published, but then he has his own little, like handwritten notes that he puts in the book that's cute like let's say for example bow truckle it says the bow truckle is a tree guardian creature found mainly in the west of england southern germany and certain scandinavian forests it's immensely difficult to spot being small maximum eight inches in height and apparently made of bark and twigs with two small brown eyes and then it goes on to say what it eats not very long things about either and then it tells you just a description i don't know that's just something that i heard that he does mm-hmm. maybe not with like the mundane ones like a boat truckle is not really yeah 
So I think he maybe does that with endangered creatures. But anyway, we concluded no to teaching the classes mm -hmm. and possibility that he gave Hagrid the egg. Mm -hmm. And other magical creatures. I don't remember, did Hagrid say that he got the egg from a chappy in the pub where he gets most of his creatures? Well, Aragog himself said, I came to Hagrid from a distant land in the pockets of a traveler. Okay, see that? Yeah, I could see that being Newt. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't have an issue with that theory. I like it. I agree. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Nope. Okay, let's get into the chapter. Back to Joe in the Gryffindor common room for our <laughs> chapter. <laughs> like I need to send back. Back to you, Joe, in the Gryffindor yeah. common room. Got it. You can't announce yourself. No, no. I'm just telling her. <laughs> She's like, I'll just do it for you. <laughs> you didn't do it good enough. I have to, I'll do it I gotta for do you. it Don't again. Worry. Okay. So Draco's been going around the school and telling anyone who would listen about Harry passing out on the train, even though he himself ran to the end of the train and nearly wet his pants when the Dementors came aboard. He's so annoying. I know. He's just and such it, a little shit. Like, no one cares. He's one of those characters that's really, not even characters, like people, because people in real life do it too. To get the negative attention off themselves, mm -hmm. they put it on somebody else and like insult somebody else and kind of highlight their faults and misgivings just to. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing of bullies, right? Like, that's yeah. their whole game. That's one of those things where, like, when you're in school, like, if you're hairy, it's like, obviously it affects you but now that you're older and you're a grown-up and you're just like just shut up like no one cares <laughs> see that's how i feel about peeves <laughs> but peeves is not even like human so he's and like i said <laughs> who cares still shut up no one cares you're being a child <laughs> well that's where he came from he's the manifestation of well, all the clearly mischief i don't like children just kidding i love children actually you do i don't know why you said that <laughs> harry's feeling ashamed because even though everyone else was so affected by the dementors he's the only one who actually passed out hermione's excited about all the new subjects that they're starting this year but ron is confused by her timetable because she's taking 10 subjects a day and has multiple classes listed per period so hermione worked out her classes with professor mcgonagall and tells ron not to worry about her schedule. We also question about that. I know this is kind of like getting a bit of ahead of ourselves because we find out what's going on later. I know like McGonagall told her not to tell anyone, but they wouldn't think that her two best friends who are with her all the time are going to question what's going on and she might need to just tell them. What I think is weird about that is like all the really secret stuff that Dumbledore tells Harry, even about Voldemort and Horcruxes he specifically tells him of mm -hmm. course tell Ron and Hermione mm -hmm. but, but something as simple else. as a time turner like she won't tell them <laughs> which is strange I mean he tells them about the Horcruxes stuff later on in the book we're still kind of early in the series and they're children still right but I just thought that was a strange thing like Serena said McGonagall knows she's with these guys yeah. constantly. I guess they don't know them well enough, maybe, to know that. They that's can yeah, be that's trusted. what I'm saying. They're still new characters, technically. They don't have the relationship with these characters that they would have down the line in book seven, 
where they're like, okay, yeah, we know you three, like, you're fine. Yeah, yeah that's really. fair. So Hagrid comes into the Great Hall and is beaming about his new teaching position and that the trio will be in his first ever class. After breakfast, they set off to divination class at the top of North Tower, and on the way, they meet a little knight named Sir Cadogan in a nearby portrait who points them in the right direction. So they get settled into the classroom and are greeted by Professor Trelawney, who makes a few offhanded predictions, and one of those predictions is that she herself will lose her voice later in the year. Now, we all know about Trelawney's predictions and even though she's very wishy-washy most of them do come true so her saying that she herself will lose her voice I felt was like a bit of foreshadowing to later in the book you know when she makes the prediction to Harry and she goes into that bit of a trance Mm -hmm. not using her own voice hence she's lost her voice Mm -hmm. that is interesting I feel like the entire just divination lesson was foreshadowing. This is where it gets hard for me. I know that it's foreshadowing and I know that it's going to connect somewhere later in the book, but I don't know where because I don't remember any of the other books. Most of them, like the first few offhand predictions, none of them were really accurate except for around Easter, one of their number will leave them. And Neville breaking the cup. Yeah, that's just like specific yeah but she doesn't know neville this is the first time That's meeting true. him and she still made the prediction right away no i know i mean it was accurate but i'm saying like something that's going to happen in the future like for oh, yeah. like yeah. foreshadowing yeah. for later in the book that was like the like from the first few offhand ones and then the grim i'm assuming Sir- that's serious black right that's what that's foreshadowing yes So she has them divide into pairs to practice reading tea leaves, which is also known as tessomancy. So Ron and Harry are, of course, partners, and they start making silly predictions. Ron predicts that Harry is going to work for the Ministry of Magic, which is actually fact. And he also tells him that he will win unexpected gold, which is also fact. Mm Mm-hmm. So Ron finds an animal figure in Harry's tea leaves, but he can't make it out. And when Professor Trelawney takes Harry's cup from Ron and starts to decipher the image, she suddenly screams and sinks into a chair. Well, sorry, just before that, because she also says, like, she sees the falcon and says he has a deadly enemy, which is obviously true. Hermione's like, yeah, obviously we all know that. Where have you been? Yeah, but also it's accurate. And then she says the club and attack, which he does get attacked later in the year. And then the skull, danger in your path, which is also obvious, but accurate. And then the grim. And then also when Harry tells Ron that he's going to suffer, but be happy about it, which was true. So she tells Harry that he has the grim, but Harry and several of the other students have no clue what she's talking about. So she tells him that the grim is a giant spectral dog and the worst omen of death. And this is the third time that Harry is seeing it in just a few short weeks. So the first time was in the alleyway at Magnolia Crescent. Then he saw it in the book at Flourish and Blots and now in his teacup. I was just speaking to a nurse, an actual nurse, a couple weeks ago. And she had mentioned that when she worked in the palliative care unit, that patients would often say, they saw one of two things before passing away. The first thing was small children, and the second was a black 
dog. And this is true, true story. And when she was telling me this, Cruz was actually sitting with us and I looked at him and he looks at me and I went, the Grim is real? <laughs> and she's, she's like, Grim, what is that? And I said, that's actually like a Harry Potter thing. Like a, the big black dog is the Grim, and it's a death omen. And she's like, are you kidding? And I'm like, no, no. So apparently this really happens. That's insane. Which freaked me right out. I had goosebumps everywhere. I didn't realize that people actually see a black dog before passing away. I said to her, it's either that or Cerberus. And I don't know if that's a good sign or not. I go, but that is actually very interesting. That's, yeah, that's crazy. So just a little note that Hermione is very skeptical of anything that Professor Trelawney has to say throughout like this entire class. They leave divination and they go to transfiguration class where Professor McGonagall is teaching them about animagi. Every year, whatever they're learning about in class kind of pertains to what's going to happen to them that year yeah like you know in book two they learned about polyjuice potion and mandrakes which both were very relevant to that year and they just learned about the grim which is relevant to this year and also animagi which are going to be relevant to this year as well so the class is subdued from the death omen that Harry received during divination. And they're not as enthusiastic as they should have been when Professor McGonagall transformed into the cat and then back again. So when McGonagall learns that they've just come from divination, she realizes why they're so grim. I and fucking love it so much. I- uh- which one of you will die this year? (laughs) And then when Harry says that it's him who's going to die, Professor McGonagall tells him that Professor Trelawney likes to make death predictions at the start of every year, and no one has died yet. So he will not be excused from doing his homework, but if he does die, he need not hand it in. (laughs) So I was listening to the chapters last night while I was doing my puzzle and like got to that part and I just fucking burst out laughing and my roommate's like what what's so funny <laughs> so I had it in my headphones while we were puzzling oh man McGonagall's the queen of sass she's my fave Which one of you will die this year tell me so at lunch Ron asks Harry If he has seen a black dog, and of course Harry has, but Ron and Hermione have opposing views on the subject and end up in an argument and not speaking to each other. After lunch, they went to Care of Magical Creatures, which the Gryffindors would be having with the Slytherins. Hagrid had chosen Hippogriffs to start off their very first class. They are loyal and faithful to those who treat them with respect. The majestic hippogriff has the head, front talons, and wings of an eagle, coupled with the body of a horse. But be warned, these proud beasts will not hesitate to slash anyone who insults or provokes them. When approaching a hippogriff, it is absolutely imperative to bow deeply while maintaining eye contact with the creature. If and only if the hippogriff bows to you in return, you may then slowly approach it. It is highly recommended, however, that only experts attempt to tame a hippogriff. The hippogriff's diet consists of insects, birds, and small mammals. They lay only one extremely fragile egg at a time in the nests they build on the ground. Fortunately, these eggs hatch within one day, and quick-learning baby hippogriffs are able to fly within a week. I guess Hagrid doesn't have any, like, formal training, does he? 
No, he this does is like not. only professionals. Like, what does that entail? Not only is he not a professional, he's going to have the class do it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering if there's like, can you go to school for that? I guess this is the class you would take if you wanted to go to school for that, because the official title, like Newt's job title is a magisuologist. Did he train Hagrid? Well, he was never a teacher, so I don't think he would have. It would have been whoever was the care of magical creatures teacher. But then again, remember, Hagrid was expelled in his third year. So the only training he's had, I believe, is like hands-on training. Right. I mean, it's a little concerning. He's he's self-trained, really. He is. I mean, and he knows how to take care of the creatures. His judgment is just the creatures that he actually takes in and having students deal with them. So Hagrid is crestfallen that nobody knew how to open the monster book of monsters. And he tells them they just need to stroke the spine. And after some ridicule from the Slytherins, he becomes easily flustered. So he brings in 12 hippogriffs. And in the movies, they just show like Buckbeak only. But here he has 12 of them. He goes on to inform the class about hippogriffs and that they are proud and never to insult one. He tells them that you must bow to the hippogriff and wait for it to bow back before attempting to approach it. Harry successfully gets a hippogriff named Buckbeak to bow to him and then unwillingly takes him for a ride. Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle also get to practice on Buckbeak, who Malfoy gets to bow easily to him. But in true Malfoy fashion, he insults the hippogriff, who then takes a swipe at him with his large, sharp talons. Hagrid takes Malfoy to the hospital wing and the Slytherins all curse Hagrid, even though the Gryffindors point out that Malfoy did not bother to follow the instructions and it was his own fault that he got injured. Hagrid did not show up for dinner that evening, so the trio decide to go and pay him a visit. When they arrive, it was apparent that Hagrid had been drinking and had a hard time focusing. He's feeling sad about having such a terrible first class The school governors have been informed about Draco's, quote, accident and think that Hagrid should have started teaching with something smaller. Hermione empties Hagrid's tank outside and Hagrid follows her to dunk his head in the water barrel. Once he gets a grip on himself, he scolds Harry for being out after dark and then takes them back to the castle. End of chapter. Do we have anything else about this chapter to discuss? Anything stands out? No, I really enjoyed our first divination lesson. (laughs) If we have nothing else, Megan, (laughs) we'll head over to you in the Hufflepuff common room for Would You Rather. Today's a Would You Rather question. Well, it's more of a what would you rather, which two would you rather. Uh, Which two electives would you choose to take? Divination, Care of Magical Creatures, Muggle Studies, Ancient Ruins, or Arithmancy? Care of Magical Creatures, obviously, is going to be one for me. And I don't know if I would want Ancient Ruins or Divination. Is that Copper? Yeah, can you hear him? Yeah. Yeah, you don't get a say in this. Quiet. (laughs) He wants care of magical creatures. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably a magical creature. Yeah, I think I'm going to do care of magical creatures and divination. Those are my electives. Serena? I think divination and ancient runes. 
Definitely divination and probably also care of magical creatures. What is arithmancy exactly? Sounds uh, like so magic. I looked it up. I'm yeah, it is. It's the branch of magic that uh, studies magical properties of numbers, especially the amount of numbers of letters and names. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, as soon as I heard that, I go, that sounds like arithmetic. Math. And yeah. that's a no for me. <laughs> it can be a no for me, dog. Yeah. Megan, give us our homework for next week, please. All right, our homework for next week is to read Chapter 7, The Boggart in the Wardrobe. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, leaving us a rating and review would be awesome. And maybe mention us to all of your Potter friends. That brings us to the end of this episode. Join us next week as we continue reading through the Harry Potter series. You can send any questions, comments, or concerns to Podcast at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. <laughs>